Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. We have an amazing show for you today with two dynamic souls to some great, <laughs> some great uh, wonderful individuals. And we're going to talk about something that I'm just learning about. And I've only, only been doing this for like 20 years. And this is something that is really coming about new because I've had somebody else in the meantime, since the last time I talked to you guys, we talked about human design. Um, and she did a reading for me as well. So um, it was, it, it's pretty amazing what we're going to talk about. Uh, uh, Alyssa Hahn and Kayla Mason, ladies, how Hi. are you? It's so nice to see you again. So, so good. good to see you. I'm so happy to be here. Yep. 100%. I tell you, and we're going to talk about uh, uh, human design and all of its ramifications and how it works so that people can come to both of you and can get the, the charts done and you can do the readings for them and figure out uh, how they can live their lives a little bit better, a little bit more authentically and mm -hmm. and what their lives are really all about. Right. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yep. Human design gives you the space of what you're actually here to do and shows you who you are as a unique being. So you can yes. actually do what's right for you rather than following generalities. And it well, validates you too. Yeah. So everything that you always thought was wrong about yourself is actually very right. And human design teaches you how to step into that. So and embrace it. I'm going to take a bit of a back seat here because the two of you are working on it and you are, are real versed in it. I know nothing. And so I may have a question from time to time, but, but, uh, Alyssa, I'm going to kind of turn it over to you and let you kind of, um, move through what we're going to talk about today. Sure. So, um, Kayla and I have been on before and we talked about the centers in human design. So the centers are associated with the different chakras. Oh, we're, we're unprepared. Kayla, can we pull up Kevin's chart? I Is did. I was oh, doing that while we were, Oh, you know, do you want me to put it on the, I have it on a different screen. If I pull it up on my computer, then I can share the screen so that we can see his chart. I just need one moment. Yeah. Keep yeah, talking, so, Alyssa. Yeah, sure. So, so Kayla and I came on the show about a month ago just to talk about the centers. It was episode 247. And so if you want a background of human design, what it is, um, it's basically the science of differentiation. We all have energy that presents in a different way that is unique to us. Um, and it's um, exemplified in the charts that Kayla and I know how to read. And then um, on the charts are these little shapes that are triangles or diamonds or squares, and they're either colored in or they're not. Um, and they're associated with different parts of the body. So if they're colored in, this means that you have consistent energy in the center. You're meant to be like a radio transmitter conditioning other people with your energy from those centers. If you have them white, um, as you do, Kevin, right in the middle of your chart that just got pulled up, it means that you are designed to be an empath there to take in other people's energy like a receiver. Well, you know, it's interesting. I was always a catcher when I played baseball, so I was always a receiver. Um, <laughs> so so it's, it, that's really interesting um, how this all works. So it's kind of, if you wouldn't mind running down the chart and kind of figuring out, explain to everybody what it all means. 
Um, sure. So as Alyssa was just saying, every one of these centers, every one of the shapes that's in the middle of the human design person um, is similar to a chakra. It's an energy space. It's a space that either if it is colored in, doesn't matter what color it is, if it's colored in, you create energy from that space. And if it is white, then you receive energy from that space. You absorb energy from others. So the white spaces are where we find our empathic abilities and the colored in spaces are where the things that we bring to the world come from. Right. And you'll see a bunch of numbers um, in the different centers. And each of those is like a gift that um, exemplifies the unique flavor that you bring to those centers. Mm-hmm. And that in every sense. one of those gates, we and honestly, in every part of the chart, and this is kind of where uh, epigenetics comes in here, the way that you were taught from an early age, the way that society has conditioned you, the way that you present each of these flavors, each of these deep understandings is shows the way that you present yourself in the world. So Mm -hmm. you are able to choose mindfully to be in either a higher or a lower vibration of any of these attributes. So it's within really discovering these, the gates of truth is what uh, one of the people who I've studied with Karen Curry Parker calls them, um, because each of these gates really discusses something that you understand on a very deep level. Gotcha, I think. So keep going. <laughs> okay. Yeah, if you have questions, Kevin, just ask anytime. Oh, I will. I oh, I will because I'm seeing a, a bunch of numbers around, like the, even the colored ones or the non-colored ones. There are numbers, and then some of them are connected to one another in different mm-hmm. ways. I assume all that means something. Yeah. So the ones that are connected, if you see like um, the red and black lines connected, um, all of yours seem to be black and red except for one from your Ajna to your throat and your crown to your head. But um, those are um, connecting gates. And when gates are connected like that, that means that you have those centers defined where those gates are. So you can see, I don't know, Kayla, if you can move your mouse so you can kind of run through the channels. So when you have- Can you see my mouse? No, that's okay. But yeah, so when two gates are connected by those lines, it means that you have those centers defined. And that that means, you know, you generate consistent energy in those places. So you generate consistent energy all over your body, Kevin, except for right in the center of your heart, <laughs> where your identity is. Mm-hmm. Does, does that mean I'm heartless? <laughs> no. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> What that means is that you're able to feel what other people feel when they feel love. And what that means is that your sense of empathy for belonging and for the love of others is something that is very, very deep. And you can understand exactly what others need when it comes to love and belonging. Ooh, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, maybe we should start there. Maybe we should start talking about the G Center. Let's do it. Yeah, because we last time we did the the emotions, the root, the sacral, and the spleen. Correct. We didn't do the spleen. We didn't. We do didn't the do the spleen. Oh no. No, we didn't get that far. Which is why you guys are back here so that we could get into this in depth. Yeah. So that Kayla, do you want to start with the spleen, or should we start with the G Center since we're right on? There? I would. I would. Uh, 
let's start with the G Center because we're there and then we can go to the spleen. I just did a whole workshop on the spleen. So I'm like, feeling good about it. (laughs) Great. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I'll give a brief overview of what the G Center is. So this is the center for identity, uh, self-direction, love and higher self. This is where your magnetic monopole resides. And this is where you feel your pull towards your individual direction in life. Um, And so if you have somebody with like the same exact chart as you, that magnetic monopole is what makes you different. And physically, this area is associated with your liver and the blood. So um, Kayla has this defined, as does about 60% of the population. Kevin, I'm like you. I have this undefined. So I'll let Kayla talk about what it's like having a defined G-Center because she knows way more about it than I do. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So having a defined G-Center, I also call it the self-center. So if you hear me say that, I'm talking about the same center. Um, So having a defined self-center is it's really all about being able to know for a, a fact, knowing who I am knowing who I am and who I show up as in the world. I also have an innate understanding of what I need to feel loved. So when we're talking about like love languages, that kind of concept, this is something that for those of us who have defined self-centers, it's very clear. When I take a love languages quiz, I look at that and I'm like, oh my God, of course, this is exactly what I need. I need more quality time. I need to be around people who feel good to me in order to feel like I belong somewhere. I need to be with people who I can feel seen with. And I think one of the biggest struggles with having a defined self-center, which is something I have been, as I started on this journey as a coach, I've really been diving into, is that when we have such a clear idea of who we are and how how we are individual and how we're different from everyone else, a lot of times it can feel isolating and it can feel like who is ever going to, to uh, accept me for who I am if I, I can't understand how anyone would accept me. Because when you have such a clear and definitive idea of what you want, like of what you are, it's really difficult because you've spent your whole life having other people tell you you're supposed to be a certain way. You're supposed to be, you know, a good girl. You're supposed to be someone who gets good grades. You're supposed to be someone who takes care of other people. There are so many things that we are told we're supposed to be. And when we're told you're supposed to be, insert identity here, but we already know who we are, that can be really, really difficult because then we're being told, sorry, you're not allowed to be who you are. You need to be my version of you. Um, So that's where a lot of times the challenge of having that defined self-center comes in. Um, So yeah, for me, I I recently started to really actively look for my tribe, um, really finding people who are on the same wavelength as me, who want to change the world, people like Kevin, people like Alyssa, who I really started to feel like, oh my God, these people see me. These people understand me and I'm allowed to just be myself in yeah, this Yeah, don't dim space. your light. Don't do it. Exactly. <laughs> and, and yourself is pretty awesome, by the way, I have to say. I um, agree. And uh, Dr. Marnie says, uh, another great episode brought to you by, well, me, Kayla and Alyssa. Great information. Very cool uh, to see to see my chart. And, uh, and then she has a question for us, which is, How can these charts guide you when you're already acting in your natural energies and intentions? 
Um, that's oh, you're you're nodding your head. Uh, and, uh, oh yeah, this I I actually that this this feels very aligned for me. I was just doing a post about how self care is different for everyone. I think that the biggest thing that self that a human design gives us in the space of I'm already following my energies and I already feel really good in what I'm doing is it gives you that validation, that validation that Alyssa was just talking about, that when you learn your strategy and when you learn where you where you emit energy from, it almost gives you like a divine permission to lean even further yes into the things that you know work for you, that you know feel good for you. So yeah, that's 100%. I think it's an amazing thing to kind of add to your roster of spiritual practice. Yeah. And speaking of leaning in, so one practice that I've been doing with my clients lately is you see the astrological signs on the right and left of the chart. And each of those tells you, you know, how you best communicate what your path to abundance is and knowing what those gates are and you can lean into, you know, whatever gate it is to be more abundant in your life. Um, that can be really powerful too, because yes, these energies feel very natural to us, but how can we better lean into them? That's what human design offers. But the sad thing is most people aren't following their or living their design. It's the very rare person that um, acknowledges their gifts and really leans into them. Yeah. How long does it take you to learn how to read this silly thing? It's never over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Wait, can I I need to I need to answer this with uh with an interesting difference between my chart and Alyssa's chart. <laughs> because the thing that I was about to say was if it's something that makes sense to you, it just makes sense to you immediately. And <laughs> What's so funny is that I have a two line in my profile, just like you do, Kevin. And the two line is the natural. We are supposed to do things that we're already good at. We're supposed to show up and do the things that we are, that we just like suddenly are just really good at. And they're like, oh, wow, th this worked really well for me. I'm going to easy keep on breezy doing it. genius. Wow. Look <laughs> exactly. at you. Whereas <laughs> Alyssa is a three five. So you are more in that space of trial and error, of learning, yeah. of taking things in, making mistakes and doing it again and doing it again and doing it again. And so for you, learning is a totally different animal yeah. than it is for a two line like myself. <laughs> right, right. And what's so um, we'll get into the mind centers. But like you, Kevin, I have two defined mind centers, my crown and my Ajna. So I have a very fixed perspective on how I view the world and how I think. Um, and so Kayla is more she's more open minded. She can source information from all over. She can literally read people's minds and she doesn't know where it comes from. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so she's she's a much more interesting channel in some ways, um, <laughs> yeah, which is funny. I mean, we're both we're both channelers in our own ways. It's just different. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's always been an interesting thing for me uh, with Alyssa when we work together on things is that the way that you channel versus the way that I channel is very, very different. And yet we are both able to do that. We're both able mm -hmm. to channel divine. And like for me, one of the things that I have always felt a kind of shame around is this idea that I never came up with my own ideas, that I always mm -hmm. took somebody else's idea. But the thing is, is that's how I'm designed. I'm literally designed to let someone else's idea to come into my mind and to expand on it and make it bigger and better and more exciting and then 
let that come out of my voice. So like just one of those one of those moments where it's like, yeah, just having permission to be the person who takes other people's ideas and makes them better. <laughs> permission for you to be the smartest person in the room. <laughs> I'm only smart because you guys are smart. I'm know, taking in all that info. She's absorbing all of our mental greatness, <laughs> Kevin. Yeah, the truth. I, I got to tell you, the energy that's coming from you two and the excitement and the fun, it's, it's, you guys are just delightful, I just have to say. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you very much. It's, I feel like I often, recently especially, I've started writing a lot of meditations recently because I'm doing a uh, yoga nidra course along with human design. And I've started to have moments of like, just kind of like looking around and being like, holy crap, is this what I do for work? I know, like, right? Isn't it so fun? <laughs> so fun. Like, is this actually, like, I just get to like, sit down and like, write, um, like, channel from the divine and write a meditation put on some like didgeridoo music you know <laughs> and that's work that's work <laughs> well, did, yeah. are you are you guys on our mailing list did i send you the uh, um guided meditation yeah i saw that i haven't gotten to listen to that yet but i think it came out today right came out today and, and yeah. early, late yesterday or, or early today. And it is a meditation that was done by a friend of mine that's 20 years old. And it's mm -hmm. been downloaded like 2,500 times or something like that. So, um, but it is very much what you're talking about. It's, it's grounding. It's a way to touch the divine and, and he does a really nice job with it. So, so I'm, I'm so listen to that when you, when you get a chance. Yeah, and, I'll try um, it out. And incorporate some of your things in with it as well. So it's because it really is cool that you have the ability to do that. And and all three of us, I think, are sitting here doing exactly what it is that we would like to be doing with our lives. And mm -hmm. this is what I love to do. And and uh, and you guys are doing the same thing. That's that's really is awesome. So uh, but I got to ask you, because this has come up in, in one of us, um, which one of these is more for the um um, relationship uh, center or the, uh, is there, is there a, uh, one of these that's, that kind of dictates your relationships with significant others and that kind of thing? I mean, they all do, but maybe yeah. the emotional center probably jumps out the throat too. Yeah. A really On it. Honestly, I, I feel, and like, this is also from my own life experience. Oh, are you going to say the G center? Uh, oh, well, the G center is a big part of it. <laughs> part of it, but I think that a huge uh, most of relationship is about finding someone who you can be in partnership with, and mm -hmm. being in partnership with somebody is not about one kind of energy. It's about how you come together and fill in gaps and how you become a whole entity as one. So it's not necessarily about one center or another center. It's what you are bringing to the table. So like myself and my partner, we have almost opposite charts. He has defined head, mind, and uh, throat. And I have defined throat, emotions, root, spleen, and uh, self-center. So he's all defined on top and I'm all defined on the bottom. And when we come together, we have totally different concepts for how the world is supposed to work. So a lot of times we, we clash and our plight has been to figure out how to understand each other. Because when we come together and when we work together, we bring 
everything needed to be able to accomplish amazing things that we never thought were possible before. So I think that relationships in general are about two souls meeting and becoming partners rather than being focused on any one kind of energy. See, I told you she was the smartest person in the room. <laughs> I tell you, that, that's pretty cool. So, so because yeah. all of because of all of my centers except for one are colored in, does that mean that I don't need to have a partner? Um, you, not necessarily. Um, you actually have he has split definition. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> yeah. Nice so usually, point. yeah. So. When your centers are all connected, which yours are not, they're split at, um, it looks like three different gates, mm -hmm. um, but it's a small split. So you only need um, somebody with one of these gates in order to feel a sense of wholeness. But that doesn't mean you, you need a partner and, you, and that you don't need a partner to fill in that gate either. You can find that wholeness from other relationships in your life. So your partner might not bridge your split, but your best friend might, or, you know, being in this conversation right now, Kayla and I probably bridge your split. Yep. So, yeah, absolutely. I think we do. Oh, we do. We absolutely do. No, I got to ask you because <laughs> somebody else, because um, human design is becoming a bigger deal and it's getting out there mm -hmm. more. Somebody else did my chart and they said that I'm um, and tell me if, if this if this if rings through in this chart is that I'm kind of a um, uh, I have I have a part of part of me that really likes to be alone and likes to be um, um, not not attached or not running around doing other stuff for other folks. But then there's a part of me that is out there wanting to do all of those things. And I, is, oh, you're nodding your head. Yes. Is that? I, yeah. I, I always love hearing what other people, like other people who look into human design have to say about charts. Cause it always like opens my mind to like, Oh, whoa, that's such a cool way to see it. Mm -hmm. um, because when you're talking about that, what I'm seeing is that with that open, and we actually, we totally moved past this, but I'd love for Alyssa to talk about it a little. Having that open undefined G-center, that open undefined self-center means that you take on the identities of other people when yeah. you're around them. So having that means that it's very, very important for you to have time on your own. Because when you don't take that time for yourself, you begin to take on the identities of others. So in that way, having that solitude is extremely important. You also have a two line, like I was talking about myself, the natural. The other name for this line is the hermit. We are people who literally need to hermit ourselves in order to be creative. And it's when we go into that hermit hole that we figure out how to how to do all the things that we're going to do. So it's very important for you to be on your own for those things. As Alyssa was just saying, you have a split definition, though. And having a split definition means that your energy centers are split into two separate spaces. So you might feel like you have a split personality. There is a part of you that is connected to your head and your throat and your intuition. And then there's this part of you that's more connected to your physical body. And those two things don't connect as well within your whole self. Whereas when you're with someone who has one of the gates that then connects those lines, it can give you that sense of wholeness. And if you fall into the lower vibrations of these connections, that's when we deal with codependency. Mm -hmm. 
And this is something that I have dealt with as a person with a split a split definition as well. Hey, that, um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that codependency sneaks in because then suddenly you feel whole when you're with this person and you feel like you can't do it yourself. You need them when in reality they make you feel, you know, they give you that sense of energies connecting, but having those energies split is also a strength. It's something that allows you to feel and to dig into different parts of yourself at different times. So that's what I hear when you talk about the things that she said about you in relationships. Yeah. And the way you can like dig into yourself and empower yourself more, talking from an open G-Center perspective, like being in an environment that makes you feel good, that you really love is important and building yourself up separately away, knowing who you are um, and letting a comfortable identity emerge within yourself, you will start to attract the right people to you instead of, you know, hanging on to other people's identity as a way to figure out your own. Over the last 15, 20 years, that's exactly what's happened. All the wrong people that were in my life before, including my ex-wife and our best friends and, and that group, whole group of people, they're all gone. They're all gone. Yeah. And, and now yeah. I've got a group of people that are supportive and caring and loving and, and all that kind of stuff, including you two. I just, I just love the energy that the two of you bring to these shows. They're just amazing. <laughs> we have so we, much fun here. I always we do. We really do. <laughs> Thank you, well, Kevin. It yeah. is it is great fun to have you here. And I, I gotta ask you, if somebody is listening to this now or listening to this later and they want to get a, a chart read by you, how do they go about doing this? You can sure. go first, Alyssa. <laughs> sure. So you can go to my website, alyssahan.com. I have a list of services. I do multiple things. I'm a manifesting generator, which means I'm here to do all the things that I love, not just one. Um, so I'm a health coach, but I'm also an intuitive theta healer. So I... Um, I channel the divine uh, to see what um, negative energies need to be released, what disempowering beliefs need to be let go of. I replace them with more empowering beliefs. I do that. That's called theta healing. And then I do human design. I think all three of those things work well together to those are my love languages that I speak to make a healthy person. Um, so you can get your chart read um, booking through my site or if you want to do the whole shebang, you can sign up for my health coaching program where I do human design, but also theta healing, diet, lifestyle, medicine, nutrition, that sort of thing. So that's what I do. Cool. Kayla? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I can attest Alyssa's theta healing is amazing. I've, I've worked with her numerous times. <laughs> Um, of course. Uh, so I can be found on Instagram is the best place to find me. I'm at underscore Kayla underscore Mason. So it's K A Y L A M A S O N. Um, and soon I will have a website. I've been saying this the last like four times I've been on, but I have someone who I'm working with now and I am, I'm on it. Open heart (laughs) center. It'll happen when it's the right time. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it will. It will. And that'll bring us into the spleen later. Um, But at like involved in our, uh, our discussion of human design, I'm a projector. Um, And so my, my 
place on this earth is to help guide others into the space where they are meant to go. Um, so I use human design and I use intuitive coaching. I also channel meditations in the moment um, using my undefined mind centers and my totally lit up throat um, and will create meditations in the moment based on who I'm working with. So I often will work with my clients in a very uh, kind of like I'll, I'll just kind of tap into whatever it is they're dealing with and create a meditation based on what they need in that moment. Um, I also create yoga nidras, which are a kind of a theta healing sleep meditation. The idea is that we're getting into the theta brainwave state through putting the body to sleep and keeping the mind awake. It's an ancient meditation technique. Um, and right now I am doing a group program that uses human design in conjunction with uh, yoga nidra so that we can reprogram your brain to no longer believe the limiting beliefs that are holding you back. Um, so if that's something that sounds interesting to you, I do free workshops a couple times a month to kind of give you a taste of what that is. And my next one is on October 15th. I believe I'm doing it at 9am Pacific time. So if you want to check that out, go to my Instagram. The link there is there to sign up. Um, again, it's underscore Kayla underscore Mason. Very nice. You guys are really on it. And what I like about you is every time I talk to you, you're learning something new. You're not, you're not, <laughs> yeah. you're not sitting there waiting. You keep, nope. <laughs> keep experimenting and learning and channeling and, and, and all of that, which is just, you know, it's, that's really cool. And, and uh, as I was telling uh, Alyssa earlier, cause uh, she's um, about half my age and she was uh, like, uh, um, I said, can we, can you imagine, and Kayla will say the same thing to you. Can you imagine what you're going to accomplish in the next 30 years? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have more recently begun to, this comes back to our identity conversation and that self-center. I've more recently begun to really step into what I'm here to do where I'm going, why I'm here. And I really feel that I am at the beginning of the creation of a wellness empire that is going to be able to speak to millions of people. So in 30 years, I, I hope to be helping millions of people with self-care and human design and meditation um, on a daily basis. Girls got a lit up throat. <laughs> I do. I do. I have six <laughs> gates coming out of that thing. It's like, I do too. I do too. <laughs> That's why we're here right now. This is the truth. This is <laughs> the truth. Since, since you brought up the throat and stuff like that, can we talk about that? Absolutely. Oh, totally. I know I know we're passing over the spleen. We'll get back to the spleen, but the throat I'm interested in in learning more about. Sure. Cool. So the throat is the center for communication, manifestation, interacting with the world. Um, it's associated with the thyroid and parathyroid glands and all of the centers come out through the throat. It is the way you externalize everything that is internal within you. Um, and most people have it defined. And I'm going to let Kayla talk about um, the throat center defined since, you know, she's she is so lit up in the throat. So am I, but, but I'll let Kayla talk about it because I think undefined throats are fascinating. So yeah. Kayla, go for it, dear. Um, sure. So I, one of the things that's interesting about the throat is that it's, 
its kind of power is dictated by whether you have a motor attached to it or not. And essentially what that means is that any one of the, there are four motor centers in the lower part of the chart. It's the sacral center, the root center, the emotions, and the heart center. And all of them create energy in different ways. And this is the kind of energy that gets you to do something. This is the doer energy. Um, so if the throat is connected to any one of those, it gives your voice the ability to make things happen. Literally, the uh, the word abracadabra translates to I create as I speak. And those who have a motor to their throat, and that's Alyssa and hey. manifesting generators. Yeah. Kevin, you also have a motor to your throat. Um, and anyone who's also a manifester, when you speak, you are speaking things into existence. For someone like myself who has a defined throat center but does not have a motor to my throat, it kind of gives me, on the one hand, it's that moment of I'll say things and they won't actually happen. And that can feel a little disempowering. <laughs> um, but on the other hand, I have the freedom to say whatever the person I'm speaking to needs to hear. And often that's the thing that connects me when I'm channeling a meditation is that my voice is creating a ton of energy and my expression is something that often takes me for a ride. But I have the freedom to just show up wherever my voice wants to be because the kind of uh, make it happen power doesn't necessarily come through my throat. So I, that's, that's my feel. That's what I, that's what I deal with. <laughs> What, what do you mean it doesn't come through your throat? Where does it come through? For me, I have uh, two motor centers defined in my chart. So I I have the emotional center and the uh, the root center. So when I am accomplishing things, when I'm getting things done, which as a projector is one of those things that I have to wait for things to come to me. I have to wait to be invited and I have to wait for a wave of energy to come to me because I don't create sustainable energy. Um, but when I am in the space of creation, it comes from my body. It comes from my emotions and it comes from my, uh, my space of groundedness. So when I'm expressing, if I am creating something that is going to, you know, change the world, I will often do it with my body. I will often either actually use my hand to write something out um, or I will, you know, uh, like create something that I'm going to then put out into the world. Um, these are, it's just a matter of using my body rather than my voice to create. So I got to ask both of you, since you've been doing this, have you found that the charts line up to how you've always been and now you're just understanding why you are the way you are? Or does it change or, or, or do you change because of the chart? Does that make sense? Yeah. So I think if I would have read my chart for the first time at age 20, I would not have thought it was my chart. No way. Um, I like human design came into my life as I was on my journey. I think it came at the right time. Actually, Kayla did my first reading. She's the one who got me into human design. Uh -huh, it's her fault. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. And I, I mean, growing up, I was taught, you know, I, I had this open identity center, you know, in this too. And so I was very much fixated on like my father's identity and my, my husband's identity. Like that was who I was. Like I, 
I loved NFL football and uh, sports, you know, lots of sports. Uh, sports. What do you live in? Anyway, who's, your, who's your favorite football team? Uh, Miami Dolphins, because my dad's a season ticket holder, so I, I have no choice. Sometimes I, I do have to, you know, hang on to some identity um, that isn't mine. But um, I forget, where was I even going with this? Oh, about charts and knowing this is always my chart. Yeah, I don't think I would have believed it until I reached this point in my life where I'm like, I am not me. This is not me. I do not like the direction I'm going in. I must go in a new direction. And so my reading came at the right time. And, and Kayla and I, well, I'm speaking for Kayla, but I think she believes this is everything comes in the right timing. When you're ready, that's when you're ready. And yeah. I never try and force um, readings on people. And Kayla, that's not her strategy at all. <laughs> you know, people come in the right time when they're ready to hear this. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a huge thing. Divine timing is one of the most important parts of the, of the whole human design experience. Mm -hmm. um, so I, and I think it's interesting that you're talking about this concept of having that and that undefined identity center and that making you feel like you wouldn't have believed it was your chart because right. for myself with my defined identity center, I felt like when I read, I had my chart read for the first time, it was like, oh my God, this is exactly who I am. This is who I've always been. And I've just been trying to be somebody else. And like, wow. It's yeah. fascinating that you say that because when I think about the readings I do with people with defined self-centers versus undefined, it's the same reactions that we're talking about. It's, oh my God, I can't believe you're telling me this right now versus like, I feel so validated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. That's so funny. I never yeah. put that together. I know. Oh, that's so great. I love that. Mm -hmm. So the people who come to you, come to you at the right time. They come to you when they're supposed to. And, exactly. and the universe puts you together that way. Yeah. Yeah. And following your strategy is usually one of the most difficult and one of the most profound parts of diving into your design, because following the strategy is what is going to get you to the places where you're meant to go and is going to make your life feel more easeful. Um, and so for me as a projector, it is my design to wait for the invitation, which essentially means that I'm not supposed to reach out to people. I am not supposed to be doing cold calls or sending people a bunch of emails about all the things that are, you know, happening. I'm supposed to create a lighthouse. I'm supposed to create a beautiful unicorn land that other people <laughs> will then see and say, oh, wow, it looks really nice over there. I'm going to go over there and check it out. And then they show up at my door and they say, hi, I really like your castle. Can I come in? <laughs> And now I've received an aligned invitation. <laughs> so you build it and they will come. Exactly. <laughs> She's a queen. Wow. Now, I, I want to ask, ask both of you guys, based upon my chart, because I've always felt like my job was to go find and bring people like you to the show, to the podcast, and then it's not my responsibility to decide where it goes so that because that's my guide's responsibility that's on the other side am i'm should i be working harder to get it out and to do more things or am i doing the right thing i th i think you're doing exactly the right thing 
I think you're it's doing. A, do you? Exactly and it's right a, it's a feeling that you have, Kevin. Do you feel satisfied with your life, or do you feel frustrated? Because if you're feeling satisfied, that's the universe telling you you're going in the right direction. If the you're feeling time, frustrated and angry, the only time I get frustrated is when I have my human impatience get involved. Does that make sense? Because uh, I want it, and I want it now, and yeah. I want it because. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's important that more people hear these messages of what, of what we're talking about. And, and so, and I want to continue to be able to keep doing this. And so there's, you know, there's a, there's a, 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 a timeline that's involved and all that kind of stuff. So, so it's just my human impatience that gets involved. Yeah. Yes. I think. Oh, I was go ahead, Kayla. And then I'll tell you what a strategy that I have for, Right. Yeah, I, I think that uh, this goes right back to our conversation about divine timing, is that what you're dealing with is that frustration that you are not a manifester, <laughs> that you are not <laughs> someone who is supposed to reach out and make things happen. You're someone who's supposed to wait for something to come to you so that you can respond to it and then you can take action. But until something comes for you to respond to, taking action is just going to leave you frustrated. Um, so it's that divine timing. It's knowing that what's meant for you is coming. You just need to wait for it. And Alyssa. And, and I would say, Kevin, manage your forest. So any dead trees that you have in your life, anything that um, isn't worth the time or the energy, take it out. Take it out and focus on the things, the healthy trees. Because if you want space for more listeners to come in, you need to remove something that isn't working. Mm. Oh, so true. Yeah. That, that, is, that is so true. You know, I, I, I do have to tell you, um, and this is a 20-year-old story. Um, I, I have just turned 65. And so it's, it's time, you know, so all your pensions and all that stuff become, become real. I get this. I get this. And... I've got I've got my finances set up so I'm fine and all that kind of good stuff. I can continue to do this, but I've always said I would really like to have uh, a cushion a little bit more mm-hmm. to be able to do this. So last May or this this past May, I get this letter, and it's from an employer that I had back in 2000. Only was there for a year, year and a half, and uh, um, they said uh, you 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 know. The, make sure your address is correct and all that kind of stuff, because we're going to send you your, your pension. And I said, what? I don't think I have a pension with these people. So, so I called them and they said, well, no, you got something. And, and uh, is all the information right? And I said, yes. And um, they said, I, I said, can you tell me how much, you know, of this pension? And I figured a couple hundred bucks, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, they said, um, and by the way, this is 20 years ago. And they said, no, we can't tell you, uh, but you'll be getting a, a packet soon. And so um, two weeks ago, I got this packet and I looked at it and they want me to tell them where they want and how I want the money distributed and all this kind of stuff. And they still didn't say how much it was. Um, <laughs> but um, it's it's substantial. It's 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 not a couple hundred bucks. It's like five figures. And it's, it's like, but I had no idea. And in May, I had no idea that this was coming. I think I manifested it. That's what I think. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely you did. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Because the thing is, is that if you were not in line with what the universe wants for you and you were not staying in that space, it's very possible that that could have it could have just never gotten to you. That kind of thing happens all the time. There must have been, you know, you must have felt worthy of that money as well. Oh, yeah. 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 Because the way I look at it is not my money. It's 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 uh, money that is brought to me by the universe and is and is is, Mm -hmm. and the purpose of it is to be able to continue to do this um and that's that's why it's it's come to me so i don't even look at it as mine it's so it's not like i'm gonna go take a trip i'm 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 gonna use it to uh do this (laughs) so that i can continue to do this i'm gonna buy a yacht exactly (laughs) i'm gonna go on a cruise and and meet meet a 65 year old woman and all all that yeah oh yeah who comes with all the baggage of a 65 year old woman you think a a 35 year old is gonna baggage? you know you know what's interesting though it's it's funny it's funny to talk about the concept of baggage because baggage is made baggage is made somewhere. And when I think about the person I was when I was in my early 20s, when I think about the person I was when I was, you know, getting into relationships baggage free, those are the relationships that created my baggage. So (laughs) what's which is better, which is worse, you know, to be in a situation where you know that you are a person who has lived and who has been through things mm-hmm. and is resilient or the situation where you are a person who is impressionable and who might, you know, take on any kind of new triggering situation at any moment. And then, you know, when you look back, it's not as though the baggage that was put in place was someone's fault it's not that there's someone to blame. It just happens that you were in that situation and you experienced these things that landed in whatever undefined centers you have and <laughs> sent you on a path. And now here you are. So I I feel like it doesn't matter when in life we meet someone who is going to really connect with our energy it's going to be either a connection that we're going to be uh, feel aligned with or it's not baggage or no baggage. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and brave young lion says, hi there. I don't hi. Know who. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, welcome. Welcome to the show. And we're, we're excited that you're here. We're talking with uh, Alyssa and we're talking with Kayla and we're talking about human design and we got totally off track and we, we still did. haven't got to the, uh, to the spleen yet so oh my god kayla is itching (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness i also feel though that we didn't really talk about what an undefined throat undefined throat yeah we can i can i can talk about it really quick so if you have this center open you're an empath here so it's very hard to consistently talk about yourself if you have this open however you can consistently talk about others or something outside of yourself with a lot of ease. And if you have this open, which is a small percent of the population, it's less than 30%, um, you're conditioned that you should always be able to talk about yourself. And I would get so frustrated with my sister who has an open throat because I'm like, why, why isn't she so open? All the rest of us are so open and we talk about our feelings and she just, she needs to wait for the right time. Just because you have this open doesn't mean you don't know how to talk about yourself. It's just that it's, there's a time and place for it. Um, and, uh, yeah, but you can talk consistently 
about yourself if you talk about yourself objectively. Does that make sense? Like, like your experiences from an objective point of view. Absolutely. Almost as, as the observer. I like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, Brave Young Lion, it's nice meeting you too, uh, mm-hmm. sir, and, uh, and, and stuff. I hope you'll hang out with us because we got lots to talk about still. Yes. Yeah. Um, one more thing about the open throat too is um, when you feel like listening, listen, because it will come across as such confidence when you do. So when you feel like that. listening, listen. When you I feel like that. talking, talk. Yeah. And the- don't worry about it if you're not saying anything. Hundred percent. I the one thing that I want to add in for undefined throats is that one of the things that someone with an undefined throat is here to do is to be the voice for mm. others when others feel that Absolutely. they don't have a voice. So a lot of times, someone with an undefined throat will be like the person who speaks for the group, will be the person who sees an injustice and speaks up about it. So that just because your voice is not something that you use to express yourself doesn't mean that your voice doesn't have power. Yeah. So these people make amazing public speakers, even if they have an undefined throat, because they can speak for a group of people and they can take in everything that they're trying to say, but maybe can't articulate and they can articulate it better than anybody else. Yep. And uh, the brave young lion is uh, being a brave young lion and he's he's calling you two out. So, you know, it's like... (laughs) Hello, all the green hearts for you too <laughs> <laughs> and uh I, I i think it's just magical what what uh, all the things that you're talking about here and how it can affect people in such a positive way if you and knowledge is power uh, if yeah. you if you learn a little bit about it and uh, you mm-hmm. can deal with it more you can deal with yourself more effectively i think and, yeah. and and stuff so so you guys are really good let's talk about the spleen all right spleen. Spleen. Oh man. <laughs> Yay. Uh so the spleen. Uh the spleen is uh it's the space where all of the senses live. So the spleen is where our sense of survival comes in. This is where our real like connection to human touch, sight, smell, taste comes from. Um, and there are actually individual gates within the spleen that uh, kind of power each of these senses um, from a very primal space. So the spleen is also where our fears come in and where our deep emotions come from. So the emotional center is where our more human emotions come from. The, you know, anxiety, love, um, uh, the, the things that we feel and that change on a regular basis. The spleen is where those really deeply rooted human feelings come from. So pain, pleasure, fear, safety. Um, so if you have a defined spleen, which I have a defined spleen, there is an innate part of you that feels into when you are safe. So, and based on what kind of gates you have coming out of the spleen, you're going to feel that safety, that kind of deep intuitive inner knowing in a different way. For me, I have a a gate 44, which you have as well, Kevin. Um, And gate 44 is connected to our sense of smell, and has this concept of being able to kind of like smell a rat 
you know? So (laughs) for me, like if I find myself in a, you know, back alleyway somewhere and I get that kind of tingling, like there's something off sensation, I have a deep knowing that I am not safe and I need to get to safety. But Things like right now, I we talked about this in our last episode, but I'm currently living a nomad's life, jumping from place to place. And when I check in with my spleen and she and like I I have a very, a very uh, good relationship with my spleen. She talks back. Uh, so <laughs> when I check in with my spleen and I'm like, are we OK? I know we don't have housing next week, but are we OK? And she says, yeah, you're fine. You don't have to worry about anything. I am allowed to take that and know without a shadow of a doubt that I will be safe, even if my other centers decide they want to start worrying about everything and I have to calm all of them down because I have an undefined sacral center, which causes all sorts of worry. Um, But being able to tap into that sense of survival and safety means that I know that I'm okay. I know when I'm okay and I know that I will be safe. So, yeah, that's. That's what it's like to have a defined spleen. Alyssa can talk on. <laughs> can- yeah. So it's it's funny because the spleen is the center for intuition. And I'm an intuitive with an open spleen, which means I have inconsistent intuition, um, which sounds kind of strange, right? But yeah. what this means having it open is that I am very sensitive to other people's fears. I can tell when they're being held back by their fears, if they're out of alignment, if they're toxic or unhealthy. So as a health coach, when I am with um, my clients, I can sense that in them and then what they need in order to thrive. So for example, if Kayla and I were to go on a rock climbing expedition with a bunch of people, Kayla would lead the way. She would know what tools we would need. She would know where to go. And I would be at the one in the back, like being like, okay, who's scared? Let me see how I can help them feel better about this rock climbing expedition. I love Um, that so much. (laughs) Let's go rock climbing. Let's do it. Yes. So um, as from a young age, what happens low vibe? If you have this open, you can take on others' fears and pain and mistake them for being your own, which is what happened to me. Um, So I had a lot of chronic illness growing up. I got osteoarthritis when I was a teenager. That's but crazy. guess what? That's crazy. But my dad had it and my grandmother had it. My grandmother got it at 60, my dad at 40 and me as a teenager. Wow. I think I picked that up. Yeah. I think I picked that up. And another thing is like, I knew flying on airplanes, I would be fine. Like I knew this. And when I thought about flying on an airplane, when I was by myself, I felt fine. But every time I would go on an airplane, I would get so nervous. And I realized I am picking up other people's fear on that airplane. So now when I'm on an airplane, if I feel that, I just say, okay, time to empty. And I visualize my spleen emptying out of that fear. And that's what keeps me feeling more grounded, more safe. So I have a very healthy relationship with my spleen and that I'm able to discern what is mine, what is my fear, what is my pain, and what is somebody else's. And so I use it now to help other people navigate their pain. So so and is my spleen fearful? <laughs> <laughs> you have consistent intuition in your spleen. You're like Kayla. Yeah. Yeah. You're leading you have- the rock climbing. 
You are. You're leading the climb. Um, But what can happen, I think one of the biggest differences between the fears that come up in a defined spleen versus the fears that come up in an undefined is that the fears that come up for a defined spleen are often about you. Mm -hmm. They are fears that you have created, fears that are living deep within you, but they're a part of who you are. So like a lot of times when I find a fear that's like deep within me, it's a limiting belief kind of thing that like I don't believe that I am worthy of whatever. Whereas the fears of others have never really affected me. The fears of others are the kind of things that like sometimes I'll like be like, well, I guess if this person's scared of it, maybe I should think about being scared. But I think that's more (laughs) my undefined mind being like, well, if someone thought this was weird, maybe I should think it's weird. But as far as like actually feeling the fears of others, sometimes there's this part of me that like just gets annoyed (laughs) when like someone else is like, it's like, no, that's not safe. And I'm just like, I know it's safe. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you don't have to worry about it not being safe because I know that it's safe. Okay, so here's something like when I was young, I used to always think there was like an intruder in my house and I'd be terrified, right? Because I don't I don't have that consistent intuition, that consistent instinct telling me whether I'm safe or not. So I would lay in bed just terrified someone was going to break in or a spider was going to come like crawling on my head, like just... Oh, yep. it was a nightmare. Yeah. It was a nightmare. I, Not knowing how to manage a spleen is really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, the thing that I think scares me more than anything, and it's funny because I've been saying this since I was a little kid, is being scared. <laughs> <laughs> Literally being scared and being out of control because I so constantly feel like I have control of my safety and my survival, that the fear of not having that is the thing that scares me the most. So like, I hate horror movies. I cannot watch them, (laughs) but it's because like it gets in my head and makes me think that like, I'm going to become the monster or like, (laughs) you know, so it's just a very, it it is a very consistent space of me. And I honestly never said that out loud in relation to the spleen, the spleen before, but I'm literally afraid of becoming someone with an undefined spleen. (laughs) And in me watching that horror movie, I'm like, I'm feeling like the knife in the side of my my rib cage. Like, (laughs) So I was on a date and this guy was telling me a story about like a knife getting dropped into his foot. And I was just like, I was feeling it. I was like, I can't, I'm going to vomit. Like, <laughs> you need to stop. Oh, well, oh my God. I'm going to throw up on you if you don't stop vomiting. <laughs> I can't listen to this anymore. I, you know, and uh, uh, Kayla, I have the same thing that you do as far as the fear goes. I get annoyed with people when they are expressing a fear that just doesn't make any freaking sense. Exactly. And it's impossible to explain to them why they're going to be safe because you don't know why. You just know. It's, it's like, oh, come on, put on your big boy pants. You've got to stop that. That's oh, not, my gosh. You, you, know, so. you guys are heartless. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I, I know. Like, I feel it. I feel their fear. I feel their pain. I'm like, you guys are monsters. <laughs> have you seen the previews for that new movie smile oh my god i can't oh i can't i can't i want i want nothing to do with it i I want want nothing to do with that either (laughs) this is positive talk radio we're we're not doing that (laughs) 
No, no, we are not. We are not. We are not. Now, we we need to wrap this up fairly soon. But before we go, I want you to talk about the crown, because isn't that your intuition? Um, No, actually, the the spleen is more of the intuition. But there that is uh, the center where you feel mental pressure to ask the questions. So um, the head centers kind of work together. Um, most people have them both defined or both undefined. Not all. I think 20% of the population has just the Ajna defined um, and not this. But um, when you have it defined or both centers defined like you and I do, Kevin, you have um, like a fixed perspective on the world. You're here to be a thought leader. Um, and you feel mental pressure to have the questions and the answers like all the time and um, trust that you don't need to know everything right now. Just let the information come through and just feel satisfied that the answers will come in their own time. I, yeah, well, that's, that's one of the things that's one of the things I do here is a lot of the questions I ask are just simply through intuition. I don't plan anything. I just, Mm -hmm. I just listen and then talk about what it is that we are talking about. So it all it all goes right into line of what what you're what you're saying. Yeah, I I think that the the kind of misconception between the the crown and the spleen is that the crown does have that connection to divine. So the things yeah. that come in through the crown are often not actually intuition so much as they are divine intervention. So intuition is something that comes from your body. Intuition is something that lives within the person that you are, your ability to either feel into others, know what they need, or your ability to just know things deep within yourself with that, with a defined spleen like you and I do, Kevin. Whereas the crown is the connection to divine. So even though messages might seem to come in a similar way where like they come from nowhere. (laughs) Intuition is something that is deeply rooted in your physical human being, whereas the crown is more divine intervention. This is you hearing voices from beyond coming in and helping you ask the right questions so that you can help to create a new thought world. Oh, I love that explanation so much, Kayla. That's cool. That was so good. Awesome. <laughs> really cool. Let's let's before we go, I want to get your information out again so that somebody would like who would like to contact you can and get the readings done and to work with you if you've got a physical challenge. Alyssa would be perfectly capable of helping you and and do and to do all the things that that can make you better. So, uh, last time, so uh, Kayla, go first. Awesome. Uh, so, yep, you can follow me on Instagram, and I am underscore Kayla underscore Mason. Um, and on there, you can, if you follow the link in my bio, you can either book a session or you can sign up for my next uh, workshop where we will be diving into reprogramming your limiting beliefs using the ancient meditation technique, Yoga Nidra, and your human design. Do you have to be bendable to use that particular yoga? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not it at is all. literally <laughs> yoga nidra means yogic sleep. So it's entirely meditative and you lie down and keep your body completely still for the entire 45 minute practice. 
I can do that. <laughs> yes, you, you can. Be, it's a what if you have to be in a plank for 45 minutes and doing <laughs> yoga nidra? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, Alyssa, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, they can go to alyssahan.com. I know that much. Yep. Yep. Han is in Goldie Han, the actress, alyssahan.com. Yep. If you go to my services page, you can book a human design session or a theta healing session or talk to me about potentially doing a full-blown health coaching program where we would just help you from the bottom up, mind, body, spirit. So that's And we're not done with this yet. Can you guys come back? Can we do this again? Yes! (laughs) Always. Of course. (laughs) Human design is so complex, so we always have an endless supply to talk about. 100%. It'll be great fun. And we've had listeners that are here and the more that we'll follow later on and brave young lion. I'd like to thank you for, for participating in the show. That was awfully nice of you. Yes. Thank uh, you. uh, you. Let's see. And uh, can I invite you guys on my stream? Oh yeah. (laughs) No, Kevin's like, no, (laughs) no, they're mine. You can't have mine. So yeah. Uh, so, yeah absolutely Reach yeah go to us. go to my website or, or kayla's um and send us a message yeah yeah we'd yeah. love to be on mm-hmm. absolutely and uh and you i'll I, i'll do you if you do me well wait a minute that's not right um, <laughs> if you want to be on my show mr lion you can do that and i let's get in touch and uh you can do that by going to um positive talk radio.net and you can find me there and, and stuff like that so um and and my friend holly berry says uh she's <laughs> what a great show she's gonna buy me a cup of coffee by the way you can always go to my website and there's a little button there that has a coffee that you can buy me a cup of coffee it costs it costs like five whole dollars or any any part of which so uh, thank you holly and uh and this has been real good for for me because Holly has, she works with me a lot. And uh, today I had a crisis of confidence. And so you guys have helped me a lot today. So I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. We have so much fun every time we come on the show. We love it. This is one of my favorite things that I, one of my favorite places to get to just talk. (laughs) Yeah. You you do, you guys do such a great job. And you can tell your energy is right there and, and you care about people and you care about humanity and you want the best for everybody. And it really does show it's, it, it radiates. And so um, you should be real pleased with yourself. Back at you, you, Kevin. Thank you. Absolutely. Right back at you. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. And um, Mr. Young, uh, Mr. Brave, or Mr. Lyon says it's amazing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, and, and yes, and you can have her, you can have them on your show, anything to help them get the word out about what they do, because it really is amazing. Um, I support. So I was just having a moment of, of jealousy there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> there's, you there's are living in the. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> When I are having a rise. moment of low vibration. <laughs> That's right. Hey, we and, all have them. We and all there have is, them. But, but the reality is there is enough. And there's enough mm-hmm. for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that we have to do. All we have to do, we can just relax and enjoy it. And it will come to us. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
so ladies, uh, I gotta go. We gotta go. But is there, uh, Alyssa, is there any last thing that you would like to tell our audience that's listening now or in the future? Um, support Kevin's show. It's amazing. Positive talk radio. You have so many great guests and everybody just wants to make the world a better place. Listen to as many episodes as you can. Oh, you're sweet. You're horrible. And, and Kayla. <laughs> I concur. That's yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are just you guys are just sensational. Um and let's see. Uh Kayla Mason is that let's see. Um is that correct? I'm searching now on Instagram. It's an um, S and not a Z. S as in snake, not Z oh, yeah. as in zebra. My, I didn't is, do my Instagram either. Mine's at Alyssa Haunt Health. Sorry about that. Okay, yeah. good. And Mason with an S. Your words of wisdom, I am acquiring knowledge here. See? That's amazing. And the cool thing is, is that the, 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 we, the reason why we... S, all right. Yep, he's got it. Uh, the reason why we do this is if we can touch one person, either that's listening now or them in the future, then we've done our job. And then the, the, we allow the universe to do whatever the universe is going to do with it. And um, one of these days, you're going to have somebody who's very important going to call you up and say, I saw you on, I can't remember the name of the show, but you were there and I got your number and there we are. So that's that's going to be cool. Yep. So, and and I, it's probably going to be positive talk radio. <laughs> and I, <laughs> well, I'm calling you again. You betcha, because uh, you know, we'll set it up and we'll do this again. And uh, I want to have you on KKNW again as well. Amazing, cool. yeah, we'd love to. So you, you, and you guys are a great team, and and you're also across the country from one another. So, uh, yeah, yep. yes, but our love indeed. knows no bounds. No bounds. I love the technology that, that, that mm -hmm. we've got. So, ladies, thank you so much. And if you'll wait right there, I've got to do this, and I'll be right back. Sure. Yep. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to one another because each other